Well, and it's funny because I've always been taught that, you know, don't go to bed angry. But sometimes, you know, just go to bed and let it rest and wake up in the morning and it's way more diffused than when it was the night before. So I don't know if I'm buying into that anymore. Hey there, success buddy. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I've realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how leaving nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let leaving nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. Thank you for joining another episode of the Leaving Nowhere podcast. It is February and I have coined February Relationship Month. So we're going to have an opportunity to socialize various relationship building content. And we're going to start today with chatting up one of my favorite guests or chatting it up with one of my favorite guests, Rick, my husband. Hey, Rick. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I good am morning. Good. good morning. And he is like, what are we doing this podcast on as I pull out my list of topics? She for never him. tells me what we're talking about. <laughs> it's much more genuine with you when it's a little more spontaneous. <laughs> so what I really wanted to talk about today is, as you guys know, as our regular listeners, and if this is your first time joining us, welcome that we've been going since July last year with our podcast. And we've learned so many things along the way. Our podcast today is going to be appropriately titled Pod Blast because we are having some fun together through this pandemic COVID period when I don't have to travel and have been home more doing our own podcast. So I really just wanted to start us off by sharing what our topic is about. So um, you're not left in the dark. How does that sound, honey? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so I thought first um, we could share what we've learned by doing a podcast together. Well, I think we've learned to cohabitate a little bit better. It's It's been interesting. You know, my, like my wife said, she travels a lot. So prior to this, we... Well, not anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Prior to this, we our relationship was a lot of long distance stuff. And so being home now for almost a year, like pretty much constantly, I don't think either one of us have had contact with another human being in like 10 days, like right now. So it's it's taught us that we, you got to bear down a little bit and kind of be a little bit more patient with each other when you're, when you're working and trying to cohabitate at home. And it, and it kind of, sometimes it gets intermixed with the whole day. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves that we need to work on us a little bit and forget about the podcast and the work stuff and, and everything like that. And sometimes it blends together and it, it becomes a, a, uh, thing. <laughs> That's a really, um, articulate response. I'm sure couples know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I think what you're talking about is I'm still trying to do my day job, you know, a lot of hours there trying to, to your point, literally, it, it it's such a challenge. And everyone out there who's at home right now, 
or was at home even for an extended period last year knows that there is just a different element that comes from getting up in the morning and you're only commuting to the kitchen or up to your office or wherever you're um, stationed to do your work from home. So we are definitely learning that, you know, in the middle of a conference call, Rick will walk in and he'll be excited about a download or something that came up. And I'm like, no, I cannot intermix these topics. I need to focus. Well, and I think the other thing that we've learned is doing a podcast is a lot harder <laughs> than I thought we realized at the beginning. You know, it's taken a lot more time and, and a lot more effort than we initially thought. So it's been fun and it's been a huge learning experience. But yeah, you know, you kind of hear a lot of people are like, yep, I'm going to start a podcast and this and that. And I think once people really dive into it, it, it's not as easy as people think. So yeah, I shared this in a few other conversations over the past couple of weeks, but anybody that recalls the 80s, which was really kind of what I call the the, the glam band era, I was in a band. I Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the 80s, everybody you would talk to was either in a band, going to start a band, had somebody that they knew that was in a band, or were dating somebody in a band. And as we've shared with people, we're doing a podcast, it's become the same thing. It's like, I'm going to start a podcast or I'm in a podcast or I'm you know with somebody that has a podcast or I know somebody that has a podcast. It's certainly a pretty popular medium right now, which is really cool. It actually, statistically, to share with all of you, just in 2020, it went from 850,000 active podcasts to 1.6 million. So it is a huge and fast growing medium as it relates to what's out there for entertainment right now. And it's a great source of information and everything for people. But yeah, you see a lot of people, you know, on the internet, it's like, yeah, start a podcast, just get a $12 mic and just go for it. And it, it's not quite like that. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> not quite like that. I had somebody ask me the other day, do you do it just on your phone? I'm like, no, we, we don't just do it. on. Our well, phone. and we invested a little bit of money and, and tried to do it the right way but you know yeah that's been part of the fun my background's in audio so i wanted a lot of cool stuff you don't necessarily have to do that but you know <laughs> i know i was like so what's the difference between these headphones and these other headphones he's like <laughs> these are way cooler <laughs> awesome well what advice do you have out there for our listeners that um again kind of going back to that whole relationship piece that want to work with their significant other or, you know, we've talked often about having a hobby that we both were invested in. And, and we've had our time throughout the years because we have very different interests. We love the mountains. We do love that piece together. But otherwise, you know, Rick has sports. We don't have the same political views. You know, there's a lot of varying things that lend to that. I I'm a huge foodie. I love experiencing a restaurant and new food and Rick eats like 10 things. I eat for function <laughs> just because I have to. Yep. Yep. And he eats fast. So it's not about the experience. So what advice would you have Rick for our listeners around hobbies or working together with your significant others? I would say, you know, try to find something that you do have in common. But another important thing, I think at least for us and, and everybody's going to be a little bit different is, is, you know, even we have to carve out if even if it's for like half a day or a day something kind of to do by ourselves to to be apart from each other and and not that that's a bad thing and again it depends on your relationship that you have with the person but because our relationship has been built upon a lot of being apart 
those of you who have heard some of our stories, we knew each other for 25 years and everything before we got married. And a lot of our, our relationship building was over the telephone. So we, we've kind of have a foundation of being apart a lot while being together, which sounds weird. But, you know, I would say, you know, carve out a little bit of time for yourself also, but do try to find something that you have in common. We have found the podcast is something that we, you know, we didn't even know what podcasts were five years ago, but we have found that we're having a blast doing that. And that's something that keeps us together and allows us to do something fun together. And, you know, every once in a while we, we butt heads a little bit over it, but Overall, it's been great, and it's really kind of made us closer, and and uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I think anything that you do together that sets you up for critical feedback, too, because I think that's the other piece that becomes difficult if, you're, if your hobby is golfing together or, you know, really doing anything that is more technical or skill-based, I think. Um, my advice around that is just be thoughtful about how you deliver feedback because I think that's part of the times where I'm like, well, you know, like you could do it better. <laughs> so. Well, and that's the thing. When you're around each other for 24 hours and, you know, every waking moment and sleeping moment you're together, you know, you got to just remind yourself sometimes that uh, to try to build on the relationship, but also have a couple things that you can do apart. <laughs> you, uh, last Sunday, I was like, are you watching football today? Didn't it And there was start? no football for the first time in a while. So I didn't know what to do with myself on I, Sunday. I, I was like, what time is the game on again? He's like, there's no game on. And like then this. I'm like, and when are you going to yoga? <laughs> so, yoga and, and my three hour bath bomb experiences to get away. But so I agree with you. Be creative in ways if you don't have that opportunity to get out of the house, which, you know, many of us don't. It sounds like across the country, things are starting to open up. I'm excited about that because, again, I'm a, re I'm a foodie. And a well, and it's been winter, person. too, so you're cooped up even more so that yeah. way. So, yeah. you know, spring's coming, and it's a good thing. Super, super good point. Yeah, much different when you can just get outside, and if, if even just to go for a walk. So I'd like to transition this into talking a little bit about roles in relationships and how everyone plays a different role, because I think that was one of our greatest opportunities when we were first together was just understanding that there is no perfect dynamic as it relates to the husband, the wife, or you know, it, just how you show up in your relationship and the roles that you play. So what would you say you've learned over the years about identifying those roles and, and, and quite frankly, fostering them? Well, I think especially now the roles have changed or not changed, but morphed into more of the same role for men and women. I mean, our parents, you know, my dad went to work, my mom stayed home, cooked the dinner, took care of the kids. And, you know, that was how it was back then. And that's how kind of I was brought up. And, and my role since being married to Candace now has actually changed. And, it, and it's been a, a different role for me because I've always been the breadwinner and I owned my own business for several years. And, and so this has been a new role in taking more of a support role in my position now. Candace's career is flourishing and we've moved a few times to, to support her career. And, and so my role has actually changed a little bit and taken a step back and, you know, kind of letting her do her thing now after my years of running a business and, and trying to succeed in a career. And so, yeah, it's been a little bit different. Got Grammarly? If not, why not? It's free. 
If you regularly send business emails, post on social media, or simply like to write, this app's for you. And did I mention the basic app is free? I stepped up my writing game by downloading the Grammarly app. You can access the app at leavingnowhere.com on the podcast page. Your writing will be at its best. Get Grammarly. Now, I would just share around this topic because I think it's one that even if you don't talk about it, it becomes an inter- a little bit of an internal struggle. And, you know, I think you bring up a really great point, Rick, is for so many years, you were the person that led your own, you were the provider, you're the primary provider. And, and to step back takes some humility, it takes vulnerability. And I appreciate that about you, but recognizing that it's really, yes, you can both in a relationship have successful careers, but there's a give and take to that piece. I mean, you can't relocate or keep moving and sustain um, usually anyway. I mean, it does happen on rare occasion, but it, it's difficult when you keep moving. So, you know, I just would share with our listeners that it's important in especially romantic relationships that early on you're upfront and honest about the role that you want that person to play because A, you don't want it to be a surprise once you become a little bit more serious. You also don't want it to be deflating to the other person. And I think that was part of us, right? It's like, it's okay. It's okay to support me in a different way. And and then how do you continue to keep, you know, what I what I always say, your eye on the ball as it relates to your your couple goals. So, you know, we often have a lot of discussion around how do you make yourself happy? But also, how does that tie back to what we are trying to accomplish together? Well, and it did take a little bit for me because, you know, like you said, I, I own my own business. I was in the same industry for 30 plus years and now taking on a new role. And it's been fun, but it did take me a little while. You know, I've learned how to cook. I've <laughs> focused on other things and, and actually cooking with like, you know, spices and chopping vegetables, and not just like boiling a roast. <laughs> spaghetti i'm like do you know how many times I've so yeah it's spaghetti? definitely been different yeah well and and i appreciate that i i don't like to cook i'm not a good cook i you know and it's not something i enjoy and i am that person that's a minimalist as it relates to food if if it's me just taking care of me and you know you alluded to this early in the conversation rick but i traveled about 80 80, 90% of the time prior to COVID. So we really only had to arrange food like two or three days a week. And that's week. another thing that we've had to learn really what what we each like and stuff because it sounds weird. But yeah, we uh, since COVID has hit, we've uh, again cohabitating a lot more now. So we've had to learn a few things. Well, and it's not but just- it's been good. Yeah, it has been good. We've learned a lot. I, you know, and it's not just what we eat, but when we eat, we both eat at different times too. I, I'm hungry earlier in the morning, you're hungry at night and, and just trying to figure all those things out. For and that's okay. I think what we've realized in, in the, all the, you know, kind of summing up this whole story is it's okay. It's, it's okay to be different while being in the same household. <laughs> I think that's what my parents meant when they talked about just simply it's cooperation, but I also think it's just being thoughtful about the person that you're you're living with. And it's not easy. It's not easy to live alone right now in our current state or to be forced to be around individuals all the time. Well, and again, it's just different now. I mean, again, my father, you know, it, it sounds weird today, but my dad didn't want my mom to work. 
And, you know, it, it, again, it sounds strange in today's world, but it, in his mind, if his wife had to work, he wasn't doing his job as a man. And, you know, again, it sounds weird today, but that's just how I was raised. And it's so it's very different today. <laughs> it is different. And you see a lot of families where obviously reverse roles where dad stays at home to care for the kids versus mom. I know um, Mary Dillon, our CEO at Ulta Beauty, actually talks a lot about that compromise piece in their in their life and um, how it brought them success. Well, and definitely women today have a lot more opportunity to be the career person versus, you know, my mother 30, 40 years ago. So yeah, it's true. Very true. So I'd like just to wrap us up with why does this all work for us? Why does the podcast work or why, why does, does our all relationship of it, work? Our relationship, the podcast, Well, and don't get us wrong. We seven. have our moments with our relationship that, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think it works for us because we're both committed 100%. No matter what happens, you know, we have our issues and things that we have to work through, but I think deep down, both of us know that we're 100% committed and no matter what happens, no matter what we have to work on, we'll always be together there for each other. And it's funny, all the little stuff that, that bothers people, especially now because you're home all the time with your significant other. And then something happens like, you know, a couple months ago, you had your surgery or something happens to a family member and it really kind of brings you back to what is important and, you know, fighting over dinner or fighting over, you know, me leaving stuff out all the time. It really doesn't matter in the long run. And, <laughs> you know, we're getting to that age now where I, I think our perspective on things and what is important to us has become a lot more in focus for us. And that I think that's helped a lot. Yeah, we've talked about it in other episodes that we've done together. But, you know, trust and commitment are at the core of all successful relationships. And, you know, you're right. It doesn't matter what you do or how agitated or irritated I get at the end of the day. I'm like, this is frustrating right now, but you're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And it's nice to just be able to let things go and not get so caught up with, I have to be right in this. It's like, all right, you do that. I don't like it. <laughs> I may do this. You don't like it. But just let it go because it doesn't in the big scheme of things really matter. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I've always been taught that, you know, don't go to bed angry, but sometimes, you know, just go to bed <laughs> and let it rest and wake up in the morning and it's way more diffused than when it was the night before. So I don't know if I'm buying into that anymore. <laughs> You're like, she just needs to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely all of those pieces. I mean, here's what I would share with you. And I think the thought process or the theory behind don't go to bed mad is that you always want that person to know that you love them and that you respect them. And well, you can say I love you and still go to bed mad. We do all, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, we do that. <laughs> so yeah. I may not like you right now, but I still love you. Yeah. I think we've had that conversation too. It's like, I love you, but I, I, I need some space. Um, well, I would share with all of you guys that it is February and on the 14th is Valentine's Day. And, you know, I think many perceive Valentine's Day as being kind of a more of a woman's holiday, but I don't. I think, I don't think that way. I think it's a day to celebrate the love that we have for our significant others. So this is a heads up that you have 14 days. They're still plan. having it. COVID yeah. didn't, uh, <laughs> COVID didn't okay. cancel it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But you have, you basically have 13 days, uh, starting from two, 13 days, 12 days, 12 days to get yourself by the time this podcast airs, 
to get yourself organized, buy a gift, make reservations, and do something special for your significant other. So, and I'm pretty good with Valentine's Day. That's the one day I do try to make an effort. I, I'm I'm kind of strange with holidays and stuff because sometimes you're like, well, I'm going to get you a present, but you know, society says I have to give you one on Christmas or I have to give you one on your birthday. I'd rather not do that and surprise you or or you know just spontaneously give you something. But, you know, guys, for Valentine's Day, you should actually, you know, go the whole 100%. Oh, guys, so. girls, whomever, take care <laughs> of your significant other. I, you know, it's funny that he says that because he is- I didn't like, give her a Christmas present this year. And then like a month later, I gave her one and she was totally surprised and it was cool. It wasn't cool when I didn't give her the Christmas present, but then later, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Everybody else out there, you're like, you didn't give your wife a Christmas present? <laughs> <laughs> you're fired Try that one yeah yeah well that's not true we bought a bread maker and well, some knives yeah. for the kitchen <laughs> well and then when you you know when you're married for a while your your presence and that, that's what i'm talking about you know your presence become more functional and practical and not quite as exciting and it's like oh it's christmas and there's the bread maker but you know i'd rather just wait and sometimes surprise her or you know put something hide something for her or, you know when she's least expecting it and those seem to be a lot cooler to me. So. I agree. They're very thoughtful and very cool. So make sure you plan something for Valentine's Day or make it a relationship month. Again, this isn't necessarily just about your significant other, but also about building on great positive relationships with your friends, family, coworkers, anybody in your life. So until next time, success buddies, listen to this podcast on Apple or the preferred podcast platform of your choice. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and you accelerating your life and career.